previously on Critically Stupid. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Critically Stupid podcast. Um, you may find yourself asking yet again, what the hell happened last week? Don't worry, that's my job. I'm here to fill you in. Now, the dramatic cliffhanger from the week before was the big spontaneous explosion. So we spent most of last episode investigating the big explosion. Uh, well, most of us spent the time investigating the explosion. I spent most of the time in the bar uh, tending to our patrons like the good barkeep I am. Now, the findings that the rest of the group uh, returned with were uh, quite interesting. Uh, we have a few clues to go off of. Uh, a little boy found a seemingly magic necklace of sorts with uh, missing stones. Anything missing from a magic necklace has got to be important, so I'm keeping a close eye on it, fret not. Um, we've heard rumors of a Nimbarite. Um, there are three of them in the city, we know that, from the boat that Arnold went, went on. And they all went north, towards the Temple of Hands, Hans, Gond, Temple of Gond. I knew that. So we made our way north to the Temple of Gond, where we were greeted, quite rudely, um, by a steel falcon that dive-bombed us at approximately 85, 85 fantasy miles per hour. So, hopefully we'll be alright. everybody's mom now Thanks. and i assume that you're talking about me but diana's gonna call you well it sure as fuck episode. isn't me honestly i don't know <laughs> how diana to say this not gonna be doing that <laughs> i feel like it's really just anthony it's mostly, <laughs> mostly arnold gareth and mel are very have normal interactions with thoroughly very very straight straight pretty straight sure away. arnold's the only one to have called her mom but it's yeah. Someone else did That's at cool some point, accident. but I don't remember why. Probably because it was funny. Probably. That's the That's reason good. we do most things. 
I don't do know, anything because but... it's funny because I'm not naturally funny. I just end up saying stupid sh- stuff that happens to be funny. I mean, I think that's what's funny. That's the definition of natural. Like, yeah, I'm not, honestly, like, I've never <laughs> intentionally, well, not never, but, but like nine times out of ten, I'm just like saying shit and apparently it's funny or, or like my delivery because I'm super deadpan. Nobody actually knows if I'm kidding or not. I just lean into that now. I like, think... am I kidding about stealing from the Airbnb, or am I not kidding about stealing from the Airbnb? Bessie, we are recording now, so I would urge caution, perhaps. Totally kidding. <laughs> I think I have I a... For legal reasons, this is a joke. Allegedly, she has stolen hundreds Allegedly, of blankets, and she is slowly forming it. her own Airbnb that is That's just a so blanket. so funny, because I Which, had that way, conversation with, with Bestie earlier that I was going to steal enough stuff from Airbnbs to make my own Airbnb without... Oh, very cool. See, Wait, but Anthony, I really like your idea. Blanket you should fort? make an Airbnb that is just like a blanket fort. Yeah. You and could charge an insane amount of money. I swear to God, there, were, there was somebody charging fucking like $150 a night for a tent I not even joking it was a goddamn tent they were calling it glamping I'm like no there's no toilet like that's not regular camping that is regular camping like like they put like an air mattress in there and I'm like why would I spend like $150 a night for a fucking air mattress in a tent I will bring my own yeah you just spend $150 once on a tent that you can keep forever and bring it wherever you want right (laughs) I'm like I'm like the like a campsite is is cheaper than than that then there was somebody else who was like renting out their rv now it was like one of the spiffy rvs that rich people have but still it's a fucking rv i'm not spending that for my parents are those people by the way i'm just saying the people who have those types of airbnbs that are charging that much money they deserve to be stolen from (laughs) i'm like the robin hood of airbnbs welcome to critically stupid everybody we we love theft (laughs) Yeah. and hate uh, the one percent apparently and we hate the one percent fuck the bourgeoisie fuck proletariat for life until uh, we're until we are the one percent right yes after the show gets famous picked up exclusively which, on in YouTube, which case but here's the thing then we'll have like come from nothing which makes us better than other rich people well, that's true welcome everybody thank you so much for tuning in to soon to be world famous podcast critically stupid uh i am of course your host and dungeon master alexander james and my favorite part of last episode bar none was gary and leaning down to the mic and saying are you shitting my dick in the last like 10 seconds of the episode because he did it so seriously i almost died at this table <laughs> Here's the thing. The concerning part is that's not like a funny haha bit. That has genuinely entered my vocabulary as a question I ask people. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you gotta know. I wasn't being funny. I was asking a question. Hello, my name shit. Hello, my name is Garyan, and I Fucking play phenomenal. Gareth. And my favorite part of last episode uh, was when gareth evaluated the situation and decided to tend to his customers in the bar (laughs) (laughs) you are as you said running a business yeah hey i'm katie i play cerulean and my favorite part of last episode was mel coming in clutch in her little bird's nest that alex continually tried to get her out of um yeah screw you alex we're keeping the bird nest 
Something terrible is going to happen to that thing. You're going to have, you know what? You're going to have fantasy termites. You guys are messing with God. Oh no, a fantasy earthquake. <laughs> Watch out. There's a real life Fantasy, plague. fix it. Call me Bob Why are you trying to give me fantasy depression? Uh, is my real life depression not like sufficient? Like, like you, you have to make me fantasy sad also? <laughs> I think the funny part of that is like, we all saw the next part of the joke, but none of us could make it. We had to wait for you to follow up. Like we can't. Was, I mean, it was coming. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have been real shitty if one of you said it. But and then I would have been extra real life sad. Ooh. Is it my turn? It is. Yes. Uh, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I am real life and fantasy sad. Um, my <laughs> favorite part was. Um, well, one, yes, my refusing to to get uh, to get down off the off the thing, but but also, and and I remembered this when you were doing the recap, bestie. But um, Gary made a joke about nimble, right? I <laughs> I came this close to cutting it out of the episode no, just just because fuck you. Perfect, it's perfect. <laughs> it's I so laugh. Good. I laughed so much. I laughed again this time too. I was less fantasy in real life sad for just a minute because of that joke so it happened so quickly too like he had it he had it so fast just locked and loaded ready to go i mean it was it was good that was my fantasy therapy <laughs> i'll send you my fantasy copay very noisy fantasy therapist oh my god so I'm Anthony, I play Arnold, and my favorite part of last week was also uh, Gareth continuously working through the bar. That was my favorite part. Seconded uh, by Arnold uh, beatboxing with a very depressed, very traumatized child. (laughs) Next to the smoking remains of, like, the street that had just been exploded, you were like... (laughs) Like, Also, Gareth wouldn't give anybody water for free, even though everything just exploded. Like, forget smoke inhalation. Give Uh, me some money. I believe I had a very clear rule about free water after a purchase. Yeah, Yeah, we are going to uh, open on the courtyard in front of the House of Inspired Hand, otherwise known as the Temple of Gond. Uh, You uh, are hearing this hissing sound almost like a beehive as the steampunk falcon comes hurtling towards you um really quick i would like to roll initiative just so that i can have an idea of like how we're gonna how we're gonna handle this briefly what'd you get katie four too many fucking dice in here there we go at least it's on initiative i got 18 i got a 21 Ooh. Ooh. garen got or gareth got an 11 Gareth got an 11. All right, so we're going to go Diana, then we're going to go Arnold, then we're going to go Birdman, or whatever it is. Who knows? And then we're going to go Gareth. I thought we agreed it was Anthony Mackey. It is, in fact, Anthony Mackey. Anthony, thanks for watching, pal. We appreciate you being here. Everybody in the VIP. Anthony Mackey in this he, episode. He and Tom Hardy are in the VIP section of the Critically Stupid Enjoyers. For audio, also, list, for audio listeners, we actually have Anthony Mackey here on the podcast. Yeah, hey, oh, it's me, Anthony in. Mackey. On the podcast? Shut the fuck up, I tried. <laughs> Title of my autobiography. 
Um, okay, Bessie, you see this bird uh, coming hurtling towards you. Being being the ranger, you, the first thing that you think of is like that's kill not it. it's not a natural bird, or also kill it, I guess. <laughs> but you're immediately like the way that it's moving is is too desynchronous and jerky for like a normal bird. So like you know something's up right away. Also made bird? of metal. That was the biggest hint, actually, but followed by like the movements <laughs> but first it was like all the cogs gave it away all the stupid little cogs how big is it oh yeah how big is this little like bessie it is it's bird sized it's a one-to-one scale model oh so it's just like like the size of like a hawk yeah he didn't launch an airplane at you well i didn't know maybe yes, he you... did i don't maybe fantasy airplanes are small Maybe it's it's a fantasy magic bird that when he launches it, it gets even bigger. <laughs> That's just a magic bird. I said what I said. A magic fantasy bird as opposed <laughs> to a regular fantasy bird, damn it. A regular magic bird, you mean. Bessie, what are we doing? What the fuck? It, it, like, is it coming, like, right at, can I just dodge the motherfucker? Sure. If you just want to, like, it is going to move, it is going to move on its turn, which is later, but you can prep an action, which is to just get out can of I, the way. Okay, because I also feel like I need, hmm, I don't know if I, just hold your action. Is it coming right at, like, it is coming, it is barreling towards all of you as a group. How far out? Yeah. It is currently 40-ish feet away. All right, realistically, it can only hit one of us. Well, that's kind of, like, that's shitty. Yeah, see, I feel like you shouldn't have said that, because this isn't realistic. It's, you know, fantasy. Fantastically, an excellent point from Cerulean Loki. Fantastically speaking, but then, that bird can only hit one of us. I'm saying, all I'm saying is it could like tuck a wing and fly. And some dude and like then, launched like, it at us. <laughs> Sorry. Now I feel like I have to shoot it. <laughs> May, can I? Can I like just get ready to like maybe shoot the fucking yes, thing? Like, like absolutely. Okay, just just right. in case, in case I gotta shoot the fucking thing why am i always killing birds in this podcast i don't what? hate birds like real diana does not hate birds Wonderful. i promise have you have you killed a bird on this podcast before? you killed a bird man yeah, i killed that was like her first oh, bird bird killed several bird men like like I just, yeah you a are a murdering person yes it was a kenku very good okay you, you, you diana uh, the the ranger knocks an arrow and sets sets a stance <clears throat> Uh, Arnold, um, can I just take out my crossbow and just shoot at it? Absolutely, you can. Give me a range. Yeah, he's yeah, he's in range. Roll it, roll it, roll it, bad boy. All right, you got it. Let's see. I got a ten. Okay, uh, your crossbow bolt just misses. Airball. Airbow. That's what I was aiming for. Didn't want to hit that bird. He could be my friend. Katie, you and I are gonna have problems tonight. (laughs) Can you guys hear the fire alarm going off in my house? Uh, only when you speak. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, you're good. All right. This bird uh, comes screaming towards you guys. Uh, and even even for a creature of of ticking gears and cogs, this thing is this thing is moving. Um, and it flies directly towards. <laughs> Arnold! I'm gonna die Arnold. again. <laughs> Dexterity saving throw, please. 
<sighs> Dexterity, Grabar. Saving throw, yes. Those are the words that I said. Sorry, I know, I'm just thinking. Guys, I'm going to die again. Here it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also like low-key upset I didn't make the pun birder. I did. I said oh, murderer, and oh, no one, everyone just oh, moved fuck. on. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. I didn't hear that at all. I'm gonna die. I only got a six. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Die. So this hawk. It's been a week, guys. This guy. This hawk slams into you at the hip, oh. um, and like checks you, and it almost feels like a sledgehammer, like hits your hip, and you spin like a top. I'm taking two points of damage. Only? Damn. Uh, Everything you do is a performance, so you immediately change I into a pirouette. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I just, bow like, as I am. Like, a, like yeah. a ballet dancer. Yeah. Uh, Bestie, give me that attack. I'm still bad at doing math. My 22? What? Fuck me. All right, cool. Give me some damage. Oh, fuck me. All right, is it the D8? <laughs> is it the two pyramids butt to butt? You and I discussed this earlier when you told me that I was eye stupid. Do you recall this, Bestie? Eye stupid? Is that like an eye? Hey, Bestie, if you could not air our Twitter DMs here on this public forum, that would be pretty great, actually, low key. Is being eye stupid stupid? like when you're stupid on the internet? (laughs) No, it was EYE stupid. (laughs) And then I called her regular stupid in the message after that. So I'm just a banner day for me. Bestie, what'd you get? It's true. You called me a beautiful simpleton, but I appreciate <laughs> that you called me beautiful, so I'm I'm gonna let it slide. <laughs> Making fun of my actual cognitive impairment. I'm okay, such I'm a good it. DM. It's I'm great. It. So good. Okay. So and then Forget plus the three piercing. We'll make that an eight. Okay, um, Arnold, you are spun like a top, and you hear the sound of break, like breaking metal. Um, You're welcome. Cerulean and Gareth actually being sort of like bystanders to the scene you see happening very, very quickly. This bird hits Arnold and pieces of it break off. You see like, like bits of it, like it, like the collision knocked it loose. And then it ungainly attempts to like get its flight back. And then an arrow slams into it. And with an explosion of like springs and gears, it just like, it just explodes into like a cloud of loose metal parts. I did half of the work with my body. I'm just saying you I loosened, I loosened the pickle jar with my face. You did, <laughs> you did. With, with your obviously rock hard hip. Yeah, there you go. You're all very welcome. It was my best performance yet. So. Uh, there are uh, bits of metal lying sort of all over the all over the the haphazardly manicured grass in this. Oh no, it's a courtyard! Fucking idiot! There are bits of metal uh, lying. And I'm all the over simpleton. The... There are pieces of metal lying everywhere, all over this courtyard, strewn amongst the cobbles that are uh, interspersed with patches of grass. And Arnold, you can hear a. a a discordant ticking that sounds slightly familiar. Ooh. Okay. So I hear the tick. Is it? Is it mm, discordant? Okay. So I, I look at them and I say, "Do you guys hear that? There's another bomb man. I think. I think it's a bomb man. One of these guys." Oh. And like, I kind of like make. I oh, I, I cast. Um, what do you call it? Minor illusion. I just kind of make like a little toy version of it in my hand. Like, That's I adorable. Big fan. I think, I think it's one of these guys. It does like a marionette dance from like the the Nutcracker and just like high knees a little bit on your palm. 
Um, no, there are no, uh, actually, as you look to the rooftop, the figure that threw this falcon at you has disappeared. Motherfucker. Ooh. But the ticking seems to be coming from the pieces of loose metal lying around the courtyard. I don't suppose Gareth noticed where the figure went. Was Gareth paying attention to the roof? Gareth, give me a retconned uh, perception check. Let's see if you were paying attention. I so I would have said something earlier, but it was not my turn in the initiative. So I appreciate your restraint. That's not even a joke. The, I got a. I don't know how to do that. Nine plus a ooh, three. I got a third twelve. Uh, it disappeared. It, it it went back onto the roof somewhere. Okay. Um, I'd like to investigate the mysterious ticking noise. Is and that then a fucking? I'm hoping Sorry. that I hear just very quietly. Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. I can't <laughs> believe we're making a Harry Potter, Harry Potter puppet theater reference. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Um, here's what you see. Let me get uh, uh, Cerulean. Give me an investigation check, please. Probably don't see a whole lot. Bees. Bees. It's always I see, bees. I see bees because I got a nine. All right. Um. There is a piece of so the the this this falcon was made of like what appears to be scrap metal. Um, none of it's cut very well. None of it's soldered very well. You're not a you're not a mechanic, obviously. Um, as you're picking your way through these pieces, you see a central piece about the size of um, like a like an avocado um, that is still it is still moving, um, and it it's it's made of several very intricate looking springs and levers and tiny cogs that are still moving around their fine teeth. A robot heart? Like a heart? A little robo heart? It, uh, it, it's some sort of like hub or center. You can't, you can't quite tell because you didn't roll that high on your investigation check. Hey, y'all, I think I found where the um, ticking is coming from. Can somebody else come take a look at this? Because I have no idea what I'm looking at. I'm going to come investigate. I I also want to investigate the, the ticking sound because I thought it was a, a robot explosion situation. And this is not. I was very wrong. And I was like, I want to be right about this. Arnold, what I will tell you is that it sounds almost exactly. You have a very keen ear for, for sound and music and um, uh, patterns in that vein. Um, this does sound exactly like that creature of cog and bone that you saw on the teleporter back in uh, Sylvie's den. If you remember when it, when it came, when it came through the teleporter first time, uh, Arnold, you noticed that it was ticking discordantly. Pieces of it were moving yeah. desynchronized from each other. This has that same level of, a workmanship first of all yeah. but also pieces of this thing like there's a like there's a cog at the at the northern end that's ticking very fast and spinning in a very quickly ticking circle but then on you know one other side it's moving much slower and sort of like ch -ch -ch. i don't suppose there's like a a, a signature or watermark <laughs> on any of the pieces from like someone who made it you know what's crazy actually there is there is a this thing was made no it what would the the building that the guy fucking threw this falcon at us from was that the only building or yes so the house of inspired hands is a large um not necessarily it's almost a complex there's like a large central um house that looks very temple-esque there are pillars in front of like a pair of very imposing stone doors there are some smaller outbuildings on like the outer ring of this courtyard um 
but the only place that this figure could have retreated is this central house. It's like Mecca Ridley at the end of Metroid Zero Mission. Am I right? Boy, that's a niche reference. It's a what? It's a what reference? Nobody has silence, right? No. I'm going to put the heart really in my bag. Over it. I'm gonna, can, we, can we keep it? Um, yeah, I'm going to pick up necklace. the mechanical heart and stick it in my pack. I'm going to take off my cloak and I'm going to wrap it as tightly as humanly possible mm. to try to muffle that noise. Um, so hopefully, unless you're right beside me, you don't hear it. Yeah, I mean, uh, standing immediately beside Cerulean, you all can hear it sort of like muffled uh, in, in her bag, but you would have to be standing very quietly immediately next to Cerulean to hear it. So like casual conversation would mask <clears throat> that sound. Okay, um, you said we're outside the gate? You are in the courtyard of about 30 feet away from the doors, which are currently closed. Can, windows? can I look for another entrance in besides the front door? Yeah, uh, there is, like I said, there are a couple of outbuildings on the outside that are ringing this courtyard. Um, Cerulean, there are windows, actually long, uh, sort of tall pillar-esque uh, windows. Some of them seem to be made out of like a strange sort of glass that you can't quite make out. Uh, Gareth, there is a what appears to be a uh, an open door sort of like back right of this courtyard, clearly like a side entrance. Uh, and you can faintly, faintly see like little flashes coming from the inside of it. I'm going to try to make my way into this building as stealthily as possible. Um, I don't suppose... I want to go into the same room the side door leads into, but ideally, if possible, I don't want to go through the door. Is there a window I can jimmy? She said these are more like stained glass windows, right? Yeah, they're not exactly like <clears throat> jimmyable. Hinged. They're yeah. big. Or this is a temple, Gareth. Um, there are no. I'll tell you what. There is a small side window by this door, pretty close. Um. Approaching it, it almost looks like um, like a simple sort of like it 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 uh, has a, a, an axle in the middle of it and it swings open and you feel like you could sort of squiggle inside. Cool. Can I take a peek? We, to we make could sure like no look inside it. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of boxes and barrels um, around, so you stand on one of them, you peek your head in, uh, and you are looking at what appears to be a a active workshop. Um, boxes, barrels. There are um, things hanging from the ceiling. There's silhouettes in the muffled shadow you can't quite make out because they're not, they don't seem to make sense looking at them immediately. Your brain can't quite like, I don't know how those pieces fit together like that. Um, but there are people here. They are uh, wearing deep indigo robes, uh, sort of like pushed up at the sleeves, sort of like mine are, um, cut with like gold ribbon across the sleeves, uh, talking to each other, muttering sort of like good spiritedly, um, moving to and fro, you know, this guy is, is getting, gets a, gets a box that's on the wall. Um, there's a, a line of sinks along one wall with big taps sort of filling them up with bubbly water. Um, and there are, there are people there sort of like scrubbing and washing things. Um, can I just say, like, I want to look, just kind of like sneakily look and get an idea if like, I think these people are all very familiar with one another, or if they're all just kind of workers who are just there, like if they're, you know, all right, yeah, yeah. I, like, are uh, they just like general workers that look uh, similar, but don't know one another? Or are is they? This, you know, is this like 
fantasy Santa's workshop? Um, so uh, Arnold, the unsatisfactory answer to that is it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, okay, cool. There are some who particularly washing at the sink are sort of like just doing doing what they do however the uh the people moving in and out of the room grabbing things are talking very jovially uh and you hear one say like hey kazim don't forget you know we need that we need that uh welding gun or whatever like they're they're calling to each other by name and there's people are joking and and laughing and generally having there's one guy who's like cranky and is like he throws a box and somebody's like hey this guy these are the seven dwarves i love this (laughs) (laughs) several of them are dwarves and they have uh beards with very intricate like um braids and like uh, bobbles woven into them and actually you see one of them um who has like a uh like a paper rolled cigarette in his mouth clutched like into the corner of his teeth and there is a a cloud of green like smoke hanging over like around his face that doesn't dissipate uh with normal gravity um can see these people I think there's room at this window for two heads, and right now, right now, Gareth and Arnold are Scooby Dooing it pretty, pretty thoroughly. Like, uh, I, I fuck, do have. Can we just go idea. in, like for fun? I have the sky self. I can make myself oh. look like them. Yeah. Somebody, also, somebody so just Arnold, go in. Sure. Yeah, me too. That's why I was thinking. Also, I had an idea of I could just but, pretend but, to be homeless because I could definitely pass, and like it's a temple. I'm going to scooch over in between gareth and um arnold since we actually haven't done this quickly um and i'm just gonna pop my head in and be like i can do that and so i wave a hand and i take on a human there are women in there right yes okay i take on a human woman brown hair brown eyes tan skin um and then whatever robes, the navy robes they're wearing. Okay, Arnold. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself a foot shorter. I have the biggest beard ever. It's all orange, like just orange top to bottom. Hell yeah. Um, I'm just orange like care face. Yeah, all the way. Oh yeah. Um, so and I walk in and I'm just like, and so I want to go in and just be like, this is my first day on the job. I've never been here before. Oh man, what do I do here? This is interesting. Oh, he just barreled in there. Okay. Um, yeah, Gareth right. still needs time to prepare his hobo outfit. <laughs> oh, Mel can, can thinks this is right? all fucking ridiculous. It's a <laughs> temple, and I just took out their little bird thing that we have the heart of. Like, like, like notably not the many... guy who threw it at us. No, though. but yeah. like he he threw and ran. Like, how violent are temples? typically they're not they're not they're not throwing steel falcons at us. Violence typically. I have a question. Did did Cerulean catch a glimpse of the figure, or did yeah yeah know? I think all of you all of you caught a caught a glimpse of because like the, he because he threw it it threw it so you all heard like the origin of this sound so you all saw this like Slenderman looking creature standing at the top of this rooftop. Is it the same creature? Tough to say from that distance, honestly. Do, do we even know that this creature has anything to do with this temple? Or did he just fucking see us standing there and was like, maybe I'll try to take him out? Like, like maybe he's not even affiliated with the fucking temple other than he was chilling. Arnold's walking in as a dwarf with neon orange hair and blue robes. Cerulean is walking in as a human woman with brown hair, brown eyes, and blue robes. Uh, Mel is walking in as Mel. Gareth? I want to come in like a bit staggered so it doesn't look like we're I'm a part of the group, you know, because it wouldn't make Coward. sense. 
right. Well, I just got a fucking metal bird thrown at me, and I'm not exactly the courageous lion of the group. I, I, I take my knife and I just start like cutting holes in various articles of clothing, messing up my hair, putting dirt on my face and shit. Okay, yeah. There's a there's a set. There's like a dirt pile next to the door, and you reach Perfect. in there and you're like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> you outstanding. Give, give yourself the old dirt once over. Um, <laughs> Arnold and Cerulean. You are the first ones through the door. Uh, Mel just behind, and then Gareth, you're still in the courtyard. You'll come in in a second. Uh, you walk through this door. The room is small, like I described, maybe like 15 feet by 15 feet, mostly storage and whatever this washing station is, you assume. Um, and you make it almost to the doorway of wherever these blue road figures are coming from before somebody notices you. Um, and it is a tall, uh, rather gaunt looking human, maybe like mid 40s. Um, who almost walks into you, Arnold, um, actually, because you're just right on that door. And he uh, uh, stops short. He goes, oh, oh, my, my goodness, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't see you there, brother. Uh, what's, uh, hello, I don't, I don't recognize you. So Arnold just looks at him, and he's, and he's just, like, trying to do this silly voice to, like, disguise himself so no one knows who he is. And he's just like, oh, well, you know, it's my first day here. I'm, I I was told to just come in by this person over here. I'm, I don't know where to go. I'm willing to work. I'm here for the money. And so what I do I, every day. Uh, Julian just goes. Arnold, she just claps a hand over impression. his mouth, and she goes, we're transfers? Transfers, yes. Uh. From where? From a location south the, of the here. The Temple of Feet. Yeah. The... <laughs> it's called. Hold on. <laughs> We're from the uh, the House of the Inspired Feet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, he um, he chortles. <laughs> This is a bit from Simeon, isn't it? Oh, Simeon, he always makes the most delectable jokes. Come on now, you can tell me you're into it. Simeon! Oh, uh, yes, of course, transfers, yes. Uh, you would want to speak with Charlie, uh, of course. Uh, right this way. Uh, you, uh, madam, person, can I help? Uh, are you with them? Are you also a transfer? He's our protection. That makes sense, yes. I, I was immediately affrighted of you, so... Uh, <laughs> Right, right this way, please. Appropriate uh, response. So, uh, this person leads you uh, through the through the doorway, which and which opens up into a grand hall. Um, clearly, whatever was on the other side of these main stone doors, um, the pillars of windows are actually stained glass, but they are mixed with bits of soldered machinery, which bisects the light and sends it sort of sprawling in unnatural shadows across this sort of like large, expansive space. Um, and he and he starts walking you down the hall, Gareth. Um, do you do you walk in immediately behind them? Do you wait a couple of seconds? No, yeah, I I staggered a little bit. Okay, uh, so you stagger in. Uh, it's a little bit longer before somebody notices you, and it's one of the uh, one of the washers standing at those sinks, and he goes like, "All right, governor, what's what's with you then?" I tell you uh, what, you don't look too you don't look too glass. Gareth deliberately puts on a voice that is not his own, so I'm not skimping out on the character accent here. Okay. You uh, are going to have to put on a voice, though. Yeah, I'm maybe let me start talking, then. <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder you. Please carry on with this very collaborative storytelling adventure that we're all doing together. So, so Gareth, like, kind of goes up to the person quiet, almost like he's embarrassed. 
them, uh, e- e- this, is, this is a temple, right? Uh, yeah, of course, Governor. Church. Yeah. Cool. I, would it be too much to ask just to stay the night? It doesn't, just on the floor in a corner is okay. Just out of the weather. Yeah, of, of course, yeah. Come, come with me. I'll grease you something up right now. Uh, and he takes you um, into a separate area. Fuck. Because Charlie isn't the one that's going to set him up. No, it's fine. Don't no. no, right. worry. I'll, I'll, I'll give him the slip. Uh, so he takes you into. So there's another door cut into this room that opens, and it opens into like a almost like a dormitory style room um, that faces a really nice, actually kind of like lovely manicured green space. It's got lots of like windows, regular windows um, and and stacked bunk beds, sort of like too high all the way down. Um, and he says, here it is, governor. Like this is this is the House of Inspired Hands dormitory. I'm sure you might be new to Waterdeep, so welcome. But uh, anybody can can stay here if they're, if they're of good spirit. Um, pack a bunk, stay as, light, as long as you like. We serve a family meal every day in the morning and the evening. And uh, obviously your time is your own. You can come and go as you please. Thank, thank you so much. I need to just use the bathroom really quickly and I'll make myself right at home. I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Uh, and I don't suppose I kept track of where the gang went or... I think you probably heard this this uh, interaction between Arnold and, and Cerulean. You heard them go left and then this guy took you straight. So like it would okay. be fairly easy for you to backtrack and... Uh, could, could, could I you know, stealthily trail them so that I, I'm listening, but not, you know, walking into them like, hey, guys, it's me. Let's do this. Um, he says, oh, sure, mate. Yeah, absolutely. The bathroom's actually through the great hole. Just swing around to the right, down the big hole, and you'll see it right there. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so uh, Gareth, you turn through this room, you go through the doorway that uh, Cerulean, Arnold, and Mel already have gone through. So you are all now in the, the Great Hall. Um, I'm still great, though, obviously. The Great Hall of Inspired Hands is full of people teeming around. So this hall is supported by columns. The columns are made of like rusted salvaged metal and gears sort of like stacked atop each other. Um, But punctured through this hall are sort of like displays or like almost what you would consider like garage bays of like things being worked on. Um, Closest to you on the right is a uh, a wooden, almost, it almost looks like a carriage frame, but uh, there are a pair of dwarves and a halfling woman uh, busily strapping canvas wings onto it. And the halfling woman is sitting on top of it, um, fiddling with diodes as the dwarves are pushing up and down on this wings. It almost looks like a Da Vinci-esque sort of like rudimentary flying machine. Um, Fantasy, there- right, brothers? Fuck yeah, dude. Um, there is in, in another bay, there's like a, a grandfather clock. Nobody's working on it, um, but it chimes the top of the hour. But instead of like a pendulum, there's like a series of like golden bubbles that are being gently swayed to and fro by like a set of silver spider webs. Um, Gareth, you, you walk past a bay that looks like it's got a, a smaller thing that almost looks like an iron lobster about the size of like a small uh wagon um it, with like sorry what? is it the same kind of metal creature like the metal falcon or is it more like a sculpture 
it's it's more like the metal falcon in terms of its functionality like clearly whatever this thing is it was intended to do something okay. um it's got like two pincers and then like a bubble of black glass at the top all of this to say like you are walking through a very intentional workshop full of people in these blue robes with gold ribbons that are like working on things um some of whom are 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 also smoking that that green uh smoky whatever you whatever it is that sweet, sweet ganja. Yes, thank you. I was looking for the word. I didn't have it. Um, however, uh, the person leading Cerulean and Arnold um, notices a figure and says, oh, Charlie, yes, right here, please. We've got some transfers. Um, you see a towering six and a half foot bronze dragonborn uh, oh, pull away from a crowd. Um, Bessie, a dragonborn, is a humanoid dragon. Um, uh, think like think like a um, a dragon passed down through several generations of human. So they have like humanoid features, but like with scales, and they've don't got ask like how that worked. Don't do it. Yeah, it, it, the, that's the, exactly what that face was. We don't need to go into the boning. The, the boning <laughs> can stay in the in the in the mystery. Uh, but they are humanoid uh, people with like dragon features. So this is a bronze dragon, which means uh, they have like bright coppery skin um, and a, a pretty pleasant smile on their face, actually, as they saunter over. They are wearing uh, blue robes with no ribbons, uh, sort of open at the chest. And you can actually see as they walk up, there is a uh, a brand burned into the scales at the base of their neck of a four-toothed cog. Four-toothed cog? A four-toothed cog. Um Ah, oh, Turbo, dude. Like, it's so great to meet transfers. What's up? I didn't realize that we had any any other temples in the city. But what's up? My name's Charlie. Uh, I'm here working it with the Black Thumbs. We're just greasing it all day. What can I do for you guys? Are you here to scrap with us? So, uh, actually. Yeah, we're, we're just not... here to scrap all day. We're, so what we do, we scrap. We scrap for the best. We're the best scrappers in town. We're the best scrappers from the west, best scrappers from the east. Best scrappers. Ah, oh, Turbo, that's so good, man. We need scrappers hardcore. Like, all my black thumbs are great at fucking greasing it, but they can't scrap for shit. So, he's a scrapper. <laughs> I'm not. Um, He's the, the scrapper. I'm the brave. Oh, you're the zoomer. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 Just like yeah, me, you're, yeah. putting, you're putting stuff together and you're not taking it apart. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Word. Yeah. My name's Charlie. I'm the head priest of the House of Inspired Hands. Fucking welcome. Great to have you. So like, Charlie, over at the uh, House of Inspired Feet. Um, right. So like, we can just disperse with that because like, we all know that's horse shit, right? Like, <laughs> right. come on. Exactly. This is one of Simeon's bits. Uh, well, you know, I can't admit sure, to one Simeon. way. I get it, I get it, I get it. You know, I'm like snitches, Charlie. Get, you know, you know what they're like, man. Oh, it's crazy. They're like glass, man. bro. Glass. I get it, man. It's every chill. time. <laughs> so, um, I imagine Mel wants to like throw herself off the building at this point. Yeah, I will say I'm a big fan of their own little local slang. <laughs> um. So Mel's I, also low-key thinking about taking Arnold with her, though. <laughs> gonna say, I was going to say, no, Cerulean's good, because she's not just blabbing at the mouth about, like, actual Rapping? bullshit. <laughs> it worked. I got in with this guy. We're already being friends. Like, oh, I'm no. so sorry. Uh, Charlie is non-binary. So they them, please, and thank you. 
Um, okay, so, uh, so I, I look at Charlie and I say, what's up, Charlie? You know, um, you know, I've, he's here for Scrapper and I am a Zoomer, but like, that's not why I'm here, you know? Oh, where, where, um, what are you doing here? What can I do for you? So you see what had happened was, um, we had this like group of people that we were chilling with and, um, we like got blown up crazy in transit to here nuts right it got blown up and so um then then one of my other friends that like i don't know where he went um he's not with us tonight (laughs) he's dead (laughs) (laughs) no my god bro that's so terrible i'm sorry no he's not like not with us he's just like not with us oh like not in this geographic location i got it i got right, it i got right, it glass, right. glass 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 so but like somebody um put one of these amazing creations um what do we call them again what, what do you mean what, what are you talking about specifically all of the well there was this bird um that that a- attacked my friend and it looked like it came from here so i'm like you know. Well, I mean, now hang on a second. Everybody knows the house of inspired hands. We make tools, not weapons. Weapons are all just like things that people do with our tools. Like a tool is a tool is a tool is a tool. Right. right? right. As, a, as, a, as, a, as a tinker, you know that, right? You're building, you're building, you're building. Zoomers take it apart. Tinkers put it together, right? That's the way it is. Uh, so we don't make weapons, right? We don't make things that hurt people. We just make tools. Right. So that's why I was confused. Cause like, I know that, you know, like I know we just make tools. Right. So why? So would... like, tell me about some, tell me about this bird a little bit. Like where, like, where did this happen? Outside. Um, on I'm sorry. Our way... <clears throat> Outside here. Yeah. Um, see, yeah. that's the, that's the crazy part. Cause like, I know you guys are just like the coolest tinkerers and you would never do that. Um, so when this falcon came at us okay i'll be real with you i have the heart i have the the heart of the machine you know the heart, heart. let me see it let me see it give it to me okay. um so charlie holds out their hands um and you place the heart in it and as soon as they see the heart uh, Arnold and Cerulean, give me insight checks, please. Actually, Mel, you too, because uh, you're you're right there. Arnold got a 19. 19. Bessie? 12. 12. Mel was not paying attention. Cerulean? I got a no, she's thinking Whoa. of ways to die. <laughs> I, got a 19. I got a natural 19. and I Mel, sometimes people like to enjoy themselves. That's probably a foreign concept to you. <laughs> oh, Bob. All right. Um, Cerulean, as soon as you produce this heart, Charlie Charlie knows exactly what it is. You can see it stamped clear across their features, either because uh, you are paying attention or Charlie's not a very good liar. Maybe a combination of both. Um, but they hold it up to the light uh, and sort of like inspect it, but it's, it's a cursory inspection. It takes maybe 15 seconds before they're like, under their, under their breath, you hear them whisper, God damn it, man. M God, M Nim Nim Nim. Ooh, like short for nimble, right? Nimble, right? Um, or Eminem, Slim Shady. Also, or the, the childhood classic <laughs> Secrets of Nim. 
I'm excited to figure out which one of these three it is on the fly. Gareth, uh, walking behind this group, probably like 20 or so feet. Um, I imagine you're doing that thing where you're like moving your head around, like you're looking for the bathroom, but you're like keeping clearly keeping tabs on this group. Yeah, yeah. You. Um, you are much closer to the the actual groups working these um, um, bays, for again, lack of a better term. Um, you see all of these things in much closer detail, the wooden flying machine. Um, you actually pass a bay bustling with people. There's probably 10 or 15 of them uh, working around uh, something and you catch a glimpse of it and it's a bionic arm Fuck on, yeah. two, on two pairs of like hooks. But instead of a hand, there's like a splintered crooked wand that they're oh, working on. And there is um, a pair of goggle strapped uh, acolytes of this of this thing that are like bent over it and they are huffing hard on this green stuff that's coming up. Like they are clouded in it. Um, but you're working your way closer to this, uh, your party as they're talking to Charlie and you hear this exchange uh, and you see Cerulean reach into her bag to present something to this, this priest. When you hear, or you feel a hand on your elbow and a voice in your ear say, come with me. Uh, and you turn, and there is a uh, a Bill standing there in a ah. Room. There is Batman standing there. One hundred percent. Come with me, Batman. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go a, that just uh, means see, we've had a Marvel DC crossover now. You see a dwarf, uh, one of these dwarves in in the blue robe with the gold ribbons, um, looking at you with with dead serious eyes uh and unless you resist they are going to attempt to pull you into a a uh solo corner of this temple like a little bit of it's it's a great hall so there's not exactly like solo corners but they're going to try and pull you away uh just to like talk to you privately but did um, you notice that i don't think any of you were paying attention to gareth at this point i'm very mel, actually actually mel gave me a perception check mel might cerulean and arnold no chance did any of them see me after I put on my hobo I, disguise? I don't think so is the problem. But because of you Mel's say disguise, ring... like it's not just you with fucking dirt on your face. Like, like listen, Clark Kent, I I can tell. You know who couldn't Ooh, tell? Like... All of Metropolis. Because <laughs> they're fucking dumb. Bestie, hit me with it. Average IQ of forty. I hope you biff this roll so bad. <laughs> Why would you wish that on me? Because then you could eat your words. Well, fuck no one noticed you. Down. They're so dumb. Fuck I you! I got before. an eighteen. So. Well, good for you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. There's been so much about this episode. You started Best. it. Yeah. You, um, hear you hear something out of the corner of your ear. Yeah, My yeah. Ear. I'll leave that in there. Sure. Yeah, you hear something out of the corner <laughs> of your ear. Which That's... corner, your bestie? It's Maybe. the bottom right, all right? Maybe it's DM the bottom the right. The corner of your ear. <laughs> Maybe DM's just a title. No, I said maybe the DM gets a title, like, oh. the episode. All right. Um, you think you hear Gareth, but when you turn, he's gone. There's, there is no Gareth. There just never a was a Gareth. man. Just a hobo. That I don't recognize. With a mustache for a mouth. Uh, all right, Gareth, 
you are this person pulls you into a into a like next to a pillar sort of yeah i am going to let him pull me by the way okay next to two bays you you can still you still have eye contact with uh the group ahead of you talking to charlie but it's like through one of these bustling bays so you're sort of like broken by a crowd but actually before i allow him to pull me can i do an insight check to see if there's any malicious intent behind him oh absolutely hell yeah give it to me I love my amazing intelligence modifiers. Ten. Um, not that you can perceive. No. All right. Well, Gareth. He's not. He's not holding a dagger to you or anything. You're gonna that I can see. I have like six daggers that he can't. Is that your dagger? You just happy to see me? Hey. Anyway. (laughs) Dagger. It's both. All right, Gareth. Uh, this guy pulls you behind a pillar. Um, and presses something into your hand um that crushes like like parchment like paper okay um and uh he looks over his shoulder uh before whispering the most the most valuable witness most valuable witness to the explosion they didn't talk to it wasn't one of the bystanders it was one it was one of the people loaded into the dead cart okay uh probably because they were dead uh, he whispers, if you need it, Romalia Havendry says hello. Hold on, can you, can you repeat that? Yes, it is Romalia Havendry says hello. Haventry. Okay. Uh, and then this person turns and, <clears throat> d- and disappears into the crowd. Can I, do, can I do like a knowledge check? Do I know who the fuck that is? Like a history? Yeah, give me, um, give me a history check, Gareth. I'll tell you, that's a tough call um okay when when will i need this information the game has been started the clock is running down you're gonna have to act quickly because your enemies already are okay that's super vague and unhelpful saw you gotta go to the city morgue tonight you fucking moron (laughs) thank you okay yes i will be there you're gonna get rid of the bodies soon they're gonna burn them in this infirmaries in the uh, fucking, the fucking stories. <laughs> the fucking, the, the Listen, I get carried away with shit. the voices sometimes. Oh, God. What did he say? They're going to get rid of the bodies tonight. They're going to get rid of the bodies tonight? Is that what he said? Yes. I'm How sorry if I'm speaking this did too I hear low, out of the right corner of my you best. You didn't catch any of this. This guy's <laughs> register is on another level. Yeah. He's breaking rocks with his voice. You know what I mean? Uh Okay. Uh, okay, I'll I'll be there. If I need to contact you, will I be able? The name, the name is Duell Larson. I'm with the Harpers. Duell Larson. Terrell Larson. Terrell Larson. Very good, Katie. And the with the Harpers. who? Harpers. The Harpers. Is that a gang? Do I know about the Harpers? <clears throat> um. Now I'll take that history check. Bang. Oh god, this modifier is so good. I can I can roll a maximum of nineteen. And by bang, you don't mean 12. the energy drink that should sponsor us. Uh bang, if you're listening, we would love that sweet, sweet monster energy. I'll go a bang energy drink. Fuck, fuck. You <laughs> fucked it already. Shit. Uh monster if you're paying attention. No. Um <laughs> Gareth, I don't think so. No, you're so new to the city. It's not any any like overt faction. Okay. But you've got several names that you can go with. This person, obviously, is named Terrell O'Larson. 
They said, Romalia Haventry says hello. And now you've got this group called the Harpers. And you're also, holding something. Remember, this guy pressed something in. Yeah, yeah. I was head. I was going to ask to take a look at that before he walked up. But also, I want to really analyze this dude. I do not want to forget what he looks like. Okay. He's not really attempting to hide his face. Um, it's a dwarf with sort of like a, a, a deep chestnut beard that's similarly like decorated as everybody is everybody's okay. is um but yeah you get a, you get a good eyeful of his face and you feel like you could you could pick him out of a lineup okay tight he's got you know what he's got he's got two bolts of like bright white hair at his temples that sort of like run back in his head his, oh, his hair very distinctive like polgara a little bit yeah that's a deep cut reference yeah, anyway Bulgaria by david eddings i've read it <laughs> um can, can I look at the parchment before he scurries off? Uh, no, he's gonna he's gonna dip pretty quick. But I will let you look at the parchment, obviously, because you're. I'm, first I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try to do it as subtly as possible. I don't want anyone to be like, "Hey, what you reading?" Okay, so sort of standing between these pillars, you're in this spot of like not necessarily like a lot of attention is being drawn to you, um, and like a like a kid in high school looking at a note, uh, trying not to get the attention of a teacher. You sort of like unfurl this, um, <laughs> not even being an arcane person. You can see the title at the top of the scroll as soon as you un- unroll it. Uh, and it is a but scroll. But I do not know what it says. Can't read. Don't know what it says. So I, I opened the parchment. And I'm like, ah, shit. I was really hoping for a drawing of some sort. <laughs> I forgot you can't read. Don't uh, worry, everybody. This is all under control. Gareth, you got a scroll, bud. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um God, we're gonna cut we're gonna cut back yeah i was gonna um, make my way over to the group anyway at this you point just, cerulean would be getting worried if she hadn't seen or heard from Gar- uh, gareth gareth do you just want to do you just want to join him i go up to charlie and i'm like uh, excuse me or i go back into my hobo voice okay right, is this is this the temple tour group uh no this is i'm uh, I'm so sorry. This is actually a not a, a great time. Can I help you? Can I get one of the one of these brothers to help you? Uh, they um, Charlie is holding this like what you Gareth recognizes the robotic center of this hawk and is clearly perturbed. Uh, and uh, Mel Cerulean and Arnold, you notice this like almost immediate shift in their persona as they shift. Um, like they're frustrated by someone because I got or, a twenty four on insight. Oh, you did. I'm so sorry. Yes. Um, yeah, they're clearly like frustrated and upset. At, at Nim. At whatever Nim is, yes. I assume it's a person. She heard them say Nim, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really quick, uh, Cerulean, before you continue that, let me finish this yeah. uh, thing. With, uh, um, Gareth, uh, Charlie says, uh, no, like, can I get somebody to help you? Uh, yeah, I make eye contact with Arnold, who is still in his, his, like, uniform, right? Yes. Uh, I make eye contact with Arnold, I'm like, uh, yeah, you, sir, are you, do you mind if I just wait for you to finish this and you help me? I'll, I'll stick around, I'll wait for you. Oh, I'd be happy to help you, I, um, I'm, I'm talking to Charlie, oh, by the way, Charlie, I've never seen, I'm just, I, I, I hate, I hate to say this, I don't want to embarrass myself, 
Uh, but I've never seen anyone of your persuasion, and by your persuasion, I mean like dragony, scaly-looking person. So I'd like. Whoa! I have, I, have, <laughs> I, have, I have questions about your. I just love it. I think it's incredible, and I'm I'm an artist, is what I'm saying. Like outside of uh, outside, you know, we creators how we create stuff. I like to draw, and sometimes I want to. I like to draw characters like you. Um, I just want to know. Uh, first of all. What are your pronouns, Charlie? Like, what are you like? What's your life like? I've never seen someone like you. This is interesting to me. Uh, I'm. He's a lot younger than he looks. Charlie, uh, they them, please. Uh, and way up in my family tree, somebody fucked a dragon. What are you gonna do? Okay. Uh, so coolest thing i've ever heard of charlie i like would you mind if like if i were to ever make like a series of stories that were based on pictures could i possibly use your image because it's so cool by the way yeah man do it uh hey we have to go for a walk because i you you we have to talk in private oh um, like me and everybody yeah uh, charlie is talking to you as a group uh and turns and walks away without necessarily specifying gareth if you should stay or go so you can you can tag along gareth is tagging along um charlie leads you through this great hall through a couple of doors um you go through you pass like a mess hall uh you, you pass the bathrooms um and oh, then you're tucked tucked into almost an alcove um, there is a wrought iron spiral staircase that almost looks forgotten. It's in a very dark uh, corner of the House of Inspired Hands. Uh, and Charlie leads the way up it. And it goes four full stories up without a landing or a break. Um, Tight. Before ending in a uh, squat hallway that Charlie themselves actually has to um, sort of like lean forward to like get through. Um and it is ended by a door uh, punched into the wall. Um, and Charlie hesitates in front of the door and says, listen, this, all right, this is going to sound, uh, listen, this is going to sound crazy. Um, he do it doesn't mean any harm, right? Like Nim's a, he's, it's a good dude. Not really a dude. It's a good entity. It's not really an entity. It doesn't mean any harm. I gotta tell you that, like right off the jump. So, like, if it hit, if it attacked you, I'm sorry. It's been a little restless lately. We've had to take some measures. You know what? Let me just show you. Uh, and it is and it, it freaking nimble, right? It presses to open the door, and then the handle stops, and all of your attention is focused on a brand new lock that has been installed on the door. And Charlie says, what? I didn't. Nim, hey, and slams against the door. Nim, did you lock this door? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Critically Stupid Season 2. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I'm really, really glad that you tuned in. Give me just a hot minute. I'll get you right back to the episode. Um, we are, per usual, playing Waterdeep Dragon Heist, or should I say a 
Growing Looser by the Day interpretation of Waterdeep Dragon Heist, uh, written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and Michelle Carter. Um, it is an official Dungeons & Dragons uh, module. If you or any of your, your buds, your street youths, would like to get into D&D, I recommend going to Dungeons recommend going to dnd.wizards.com uh checking out all the great stuff there they've got uh bicycles they've got motorcycles they've got tricycles all of which uh go 70 miles per hour over the legal speed limit baseline they're very fast um so check them out don't don't qualify for a license first that's coward talk we don't play that game here as per usual, if you tweet us at CritStupid, you can end up as a character on the show, uh, a character like Terrell O'Larson, um, who is named after our very own uh, Peter Sean Terrell. That's at P.S. Tyrell on Twitter. Um, Peter Sean is uh, great, a tremendous writer. You should you should definitely buy his book, um, the name of which I'm so sorry, Peter Sean, is escaping me right now. Hey gang, sorry, really quick, just breaking in to say that that is called The Oath and Blood Price uh, by Peter Sean Tyrrell. I'm so sorry, uh, Peter Sean, that I forgot, but yeah, that's The Oath and Blood Price by Peter Sean Tyrrell. You should check it out. It absolutely slaps ass. Okay, go ahead. But rest assured, uh, it's it's tremendous. Um, I Peter Sean, I am very sorry for the choices I made for your character voice. I, uh, I, 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 in the spur of the moment, I did get caught up and... Um, Made you sound like Batman, so you've got my apologies on that one. Uh, for season two and three of Critically Stupid, we're not quite sure when we're going to rock it. We're trying something new. Uh, all of the creators on the show are going to be sharing uh, images for new episode drops on new episode weeks. So we'll have like little pictures of like some branded content with like a new episode or listening to. Um, if you share that image and tag the show. Um, you will your name will go into a pool to be a featured listener uh what that means is that in the middle of the show like right now i will display your name uh shout you out for listening to the show and then if you are obviously working on a project or something that you think is really cool i'll shout that out as well um which is great for you it's a little bit of free promotion and all you got to do is is share an image and say how much you uh enjoy the show so um, if you do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Just like I would also appreciate you uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel if you haven't yet. Uh, we're doing a big push trying to get to 1,000 subscribers so that we can get some branded content, um, get a little bit of money in to buy equipment, and you know subscribe to better recording software. Uh, so subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Recommend the show to a friend. Uh, maybe you leave us a like or a review on Spotify if that's the medium that you listen to us the most in. Um, we're trying to just sort of push up in the algorithm and get in front of new people who might like the show, uh, like you, hopefully. So um, please do that. And that's it. That's all I got. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really, really glad you're here, and I do love you very much. All right. Take it sleazy. Bye. Hey, everybody. My name is Jeff, and I run the Big Campaign Stories podcast. Our story focuses on four people working at a repo company, trying to keep afloat among a corporate dystopia and crushing debt. The world is one that we have been playing in and working on for a long time. The current homebrew setting is played with Pathfinder 1st Edition rules, but with more of a modern feel to it. Think something like Blade Runner or Snow Crash, but with magic. Uh, we try to release every Thursday, and when we cannot, we come up with small side episodes focusing on each character to help expand the world and lore. So, if you like greasy breakfasts, people trying to pay bills, and the occasional Lovecraftian monster, give us a listen. All right, thanks.
Nib, come here. Do you mind if I give just give it a try? Gareth, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a roll or something because this is well, yeah, we're, obviously we're, this is me prompting to do a disabled device roll. No, 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 no. I'm gonna need whatever. something for you for for you to convince Charlie to like let you get in there because this, we're we're <clears> approaching <throat> something that's near and dear to Charlie's heart and harder and harder to just like casually stroll into. So okay. a deception, a persuasion, a charisma. What's up, Cerulean? Can I assist him? In... Yeah, you can do an alley oop. Absolutely. Okay. So Cerulean looks at the homeless man yeah, um, the bum. and looks at Charlie and says, this guy, um, I have some friends, they own uh, a manor down the road. Um, and this oh, guy squats outside their, what? You talk about troll skull? I heard, yeah, I heard yeah, yeah, I see you squatting prices. outside. And like, if Cerulean says you're cool, then like, and I've seen you guys talking. So like, if Cerulean says you're cool, you're probably cool. And looks at Charlie and says, he's around all the time, according to my friend. So. Lit. Listen, man, I'm going to be blunt. I don't have a place of residence, so I tend to borrow other people's a lot, and I kind of know my way around locks. If you would just let me give it a go. All right, Gareth, give me um, give me persuasion with advantage. Persuasion with advantage? Fuck yeah. First roll is a 11 plus 2 is a 13. Second roll is on the floor. Second roll is an 8 plus 2 is 10, so we're going to go with 13. Oh, What's my that? bad. I chose that outcome, Katie. <laughs> You're looking at me like I purposely chose No, Katie got excited eight. because she thought you were on the way to saying Wait, wait, screw it. Screw it. Can uh-huh. I, I'm going to give him, since you haven't said the, um, I the haven't said the, yet. I have not said the result. I'm going to say, I'll give him Bardic Inspiration. He can do a 1d6, like, to add to that. All right, no. Gareth, roll a d6. Throw it on Just there. in case. I feel like we're putting way too much on the line for this <laughs> stupid second. Of course we are, but that's what we do here. That's critically stupid, baby. <laughs> exactly. Hey, four. All right, so 16, right? Yes. All right. Uh, yeah, Charlie. 17. Uh, 17, 17. Thank you. Charlie steps to the side and lets you lets you get in there. Um, Gareth, give me a sleight of hand check. Let's see if you can oh, get shit. through his luck. Oh, hey, that's my highest. That's my highest modifier. Maybe I could do something. Let's play to your strengths. Holy Absolutely. shit! A natural 20. Let's go. No way. Yes. For real? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Right the DC on that lock better not be higher than 20. Or I'm right in the middle of my joke, like we're playing to people's strengths, like Cerulean and Charm person. Okay, so uh, Gareth, so you open this. So um, you open this lock and it is uh, brand new, therefore really actually quite easy to open because all of the, all of the machinations are like greased. Um, so you pick it, no problem. Uh, and Charlie kicks it off the door and throws the door open. Uh, you are looking at a garreted workshop. Garreted being the shape of the roof above this House of Inspired Hands runs the length of this attic workshop. Um, you see pieces of metal, boxes of cogs. Um, there are pieces of paper with with crudely sketched uh, uh, diagrams and figures stapled and nailed and taped to the wall, hanging from the ceiling, almost like birds of a feather. Um, and sitting at a massive table along one huge window that is open is a creature of cog and bone tapered at its legs and hands. Uh, and it turns and looks at you and almost like leaps backward as though afraid. Um, and you can see it has, instead of a face, it's got a screen of black glass that is blank. 
fight. Like that's punk. Does it look um, like a nimble right or no? It is a nimble right. And Charlie uh can roars I, in. Sorry, ahead, do you mind if I get a quick insight? Is it jumping back out of fright of us or of the explosive kick in of the door? Give me the give me the insight check. I will tell you it's difficult because this creature does not have a face. So you're going off of of cold body language. That is a great point. Because I killed nimble its bird thing. Gareth, what you got? Can I? Can move sorry, on. Can I didn't. I, I didn't know it? shit. Uh, Mel. Not Mel, Diana. Um, because I don't remember, and I'm sorry, my brain doesn't work. Um, uh, but I, what exactly is a nimble right? Like an automaton. So, a nimble right is the creature that you guys saw on the teleporter that like the slender man of of cog and and bone the one that you saw on the teleporter had a black glass face but somebody had scratched like a crude child's smile into it um that one blew up that one exploded on the ship there was another one on the rooftops that you saw that leapt towards this temple fled to the north so they're just like little machine thing little they're machine, machine they're they're uh, machine people for lack of a better term for sure and everyone seems to know what these things are they're not for a reason or they're not uncommon nimble rights are magical creatures that it's it's an infusion of magic and tech so the body is cog and bone and scrap and salvage the the inspiration moving it is magic and thought and feeling. So it's not it's 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 really none of anything. It's not it's not human. It's not a robot. It's somewhere in the middle. Gareth, Thank you. um, what did you roll? Shit. <clears throat> Three. I was gonna say, do you want to be more specific? I, no, okay. I said early, like move on. I didn't know this. Okay, okay, okay. Not uh, a natural one, but not good. Uh, so, yeah, you have you have no idea. Uh, but Charlie bangs in um, and says, "Nim, what is that lock doing on there now? You and I talked about putting a lock on." Uh, and Nim's, uh, you see this creature's hands, which you know its fingers are all like six to eight inches long and very slender and dexterous as it starts signing furiously uh, a language that uh, Charlie obviously can understand because Charlie waits uh, and then says like, no, 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 no. Let me stop you right there. That's fucking bullshit. Okay. I, I said, you can go at anywhere you want in this compound. And they kind of go back and forth between before um, Charlie says like, okay, well, what about this? What do you have to say about this? Um, and you all see Nim like hesitate and then resignedly res resign, whatever that word is, uh, sign, um, an answer and Charlie turns back to you and says in sort of like a huff um okay well he says he was just having some fun <laughs> he said it was never meant you guys didn't get hurt did you Arnold just like oh <laughs> our friend did yeah our friend our friend our, friend our friend did I saw someone who clearly destroyed that bird with their face and or hip it wasn't me though. It was someone else who looked nothing like me. You actually see the nimble right like sign furiously again, and then Charlie says, "Oh, it says it wasn't you guys." So, how did it, you find this did, heart? Did oh, Gar Gareth like splashes water on his face to get the dirt off, and goes, "It was me all along." <laughs> no, Wait, I did had the I had no disguise. It was me. I got it. The, the nimble right did 
must have seen me. Oh, right? that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I'm not hiding. I no, got you're it. just you're just out. You're just out there, bestie. Yeah, cause fuck it. <laughs> Gareth is still dirty. Uh, then I'm still so, covered yeah. in dirt. All right, Gareth, you're still covered in dirt. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. so I guess the nimble right, um, signs again, and uh, Charlie looks at the looks at the, the rapidly clicking fingers it almost looks like edward scissor hands these like sort of like bending dexterous fingers um and says like okay well he says he's sorry and then he didn't mean to hurt you um i also am sorry obviously like you guys i nobody should ever be injured on temple grounds i've spoken to him i'll speak to him again sorry so cerulean looks at charlie and says okay i'm about to do something and i just need you to not freak out for like just a second i didn't know if you were gonna like try to murder me or what and then she just snaps her fingers and she's hurt again <clears throat> oh my um, god who's Char- that lady <laughs> oh yeah arnold also goes like what <laughs> just happened that's amazing work alike one of Charlie's eyebrows flickers upwards a little bit. And I look at Charlie and I say, I'm sorry. I think. And I look at Mel and I say, hey, Mel, does Nim resemble the person that you saw on top of the building across from the manor when everything exploded? Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I'm I'm not convinced that Nim didn't mean to to cause harm, truthfully. Uh next time Cerulean asks the question, it's gonna be in character voice, right? It's all good. Well let's let's move past it. Uh Charlie Charlie jumps in, uh actually, and says, like, oh yeah, no, it it wasn't Nim. He's got a spell on it. He can't leave the temple grounds. He got into some mischief a few weeks back, so like he can't leave. And uh, Nim actually like extends an arm and you can see like scratched into like the under bicep, almost like a tattoo, like scrawled across their cog and bone is an actual like spell written in like grease and soot. What kind of mischief did Nim get into? I guess Cerulean looks at Charlie and goes, "Um, now is, is Nim a little bit different than, um, the rest of his peers because he seems to have a specific emotional cognizance about him that I've not experienced with um, with other of his peers. Uh, kind of crazy that you say that uh, Nim has no peers. He's the only nimble right in town. Like he's a gift from like a Latinese wizard uh, stopped by the temple a few weeks back. It's sort of this whole like visiting dignitary thing, all of the hubbub and political. Our new patron actually, Rainier Neverember would be able to tell you more about that. I don't know shit about it, but like Nim yeah. was a gift uh, and he's the only, yeah, he's the only nimble white in water. Yeah. So no, you just no, say Rainier no Neverember. I was, I, was, I saw at least two of them on some fucking boat the other day. I was um, I'm bumming by the port like I do. And I saw a big explosion. There was at least one more. Uh, no, no, you didn't. There's only one. It's just Nim. Then it was um, Nim that I saw on the roof. So you see Charlie's face freeze 
for almost like a full 10 seconds. Like an absence seizure? And I don't know what that is. Uh, and Charlie turns to Nim and you all hear their voice drop a full octave. And they growl at Nim. You and I spoke about this. Uh, and Nim throws himself backwards in, I'm sorry, Nim throws himself backwards in the chair um, and frantically starts gathering pieces of paper from the wall and ceiling and roofs and starts holding it in front of themselves almost like a like a barrier but charlie is advancing uh What's and charlie the charlie the baddie so on the paper charlie is are, a baddie uh, on the paper are diagrams but they're all helter skelter they're like this one looks like a beetle that one looks like a human or this one looks like a bird nim is clearly gathering like evidence of its own creation and holding it in front of itself almost like a look i made this and uh, uh you hear charlie say i said if you ever create something again i will lock you in this room um and charlie extends a hand and you see a bolt of ozone scented lightning shatter some of the boxes on the side of this room um and and peel them aside like so many pieces of kleenex and reveal a working workshop in the middle of this attic with like pieces of gareth you actually recognize it this this nimble right has somehow fashioned bits of the same machines that the priests are using downstairs um there's a central area where like clearly it has been building stuff um arnold and mel give me perception checks please i hope i see more than bees this time i mean same but your dice are going to determine that more than me 17 same actually 17 okay you both notice a handful of key details right away amidst these you know this this attic is scattered with diagrams and and things that this creature has clearly like made and drawn uh but surrounding this immediate area of creation of of work are diagrams of nimble rights of itself exploded into like almost iron man-esque like uh, uh schematics um there are a handful of like uh legs that it built and discarded as like not good enough and and all of this sort of stuff um and charlie sees this and goes fucking ape shit and starts uh yelling for the black thumbs to come up and starts like creating a commotion um the gist of which you get as like charlie and nim spoke about this and like nim has been creating stuff it wasn't supposed to um is it can i ask nim a question are you ultron (laughs) what are you Ultron? Yeah, it's just oh. Ultron at this point, right? I mean, honestly, it does kind of seem like it's making a second body for itself without yeah. the rune on it so that they can leave the premises. Yeah. I am just going to look at Nim and Charlie and say, Charlie, what, ho- ho- hold on. one, Just one second. Nim, did you make the necklace? 
with the fire stones on it? Um, Nim draws a question mark in the air with its thin fingers. I cast minor illusion to just kind of show like what she's talking about, like the actual stones to show. Arnold, don't you don't you have the necklace on you? We, we I don't. No, nope, Gareth does, and he Gareth is not does. taking that sucker out. That's okay. that's what I figured. <laughs> I wouldn't take it out. Um, I'm not gonna hold a bag of grenades and be like these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I do like a QVC. Like this is what we're talking. This is the item that we're selling. Tonight's this special. Tonight's special. Right. Yeah. So I um, I look at Charlie and I say, Charlie, I, I don't mean to. To butt in where I shouldn't. This is obviously a that's a lie. Family type <laughs> matter. But um I don't know that uh Nim is is who we're looking for. Nim, do you promise that you didn't leave this room? <laughs> do you pinky swear you didn't blow up you that pinky, building? Do you do you Edward Scissor hand swear? Uh Nim crosses its heart. Uh, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you this. Nim makes a gesture. Uh, it, it, it gestures at itself sort of like head to toe. And then it almost tries to, to pick up its silhouette and put it in front of it. And then what? mimes, a mimes, a, okay, a like dot, a, dot, a, smiley face where this other thing's face would be. Are you talking like a like a second one? Like, is there more of you? Was like, I definitely saw another one of you. Is there another one of you in the city? Nim snaps snaps those long fingers and points at the dirty hobo. And I, I, elbow I, I look at, I look at Charlie. I'm like, see, I told you. Uh Charlie turns to Nim and says, "You've been you've been making other nimble rights. How many did you make?" And uh, meekly, uh, Nim holds up. Four fingers. Oh fuck! <laughs> and we've seen three, right? We've seen Factual. two explode, and then the one you've seen on one the... explode. You've seen uh, one on the on the rooftop, and then you've seen Nim. But he's made four, so there's Correct. two more. Okay. Okay, Nim. Nim, I want you to be honest with me. Did um, you tell them where? to blow up the building, or was that just kind of like something they did? Uh, he's uh, sorry. Nim signs rapidly at Charlie, and Charlie translates because it's faster than the sort of like crude gesturing that Nim is capable of. Uh, and Charlie uh, says, "It, it hasn't. Um, it has no idea what you're talking about. What, what explosion? Uh, do you remember uh, that man that we were talking about earlier? Wolf Skull. Uh, great prices, great deals. Would really go there anytime. Um, there was." There was some sort of building right across the street, massive explosion. Uh, you know, they had to take care of people. They were very nice, very hospital hospitalizing. Um, hospitalizing. Hospitalizing. That's not a Hi. good thing. Yeah, it's Gareth through and through, though, baby. Actually, you know, let's keep that in. <laughs> Looks at Charlie and says, well, there was a nimble right on the roof across from the Troll Skull Manor, where I reside, and um, it threw something down from a necklace, and it looked like one of those 
magic meets tech. However, it was malicious because it blew up Corellian's crown. Corellian's crown. Is it Corellian's or Corellian's? It's Corellian. You're Corellian. I have it written down. <laughs> I didn't put the pronunciation. Um, and it threw down the, a, a, a fireball necklace into Corellian's crown and blew the whole thing up. And it nearly took out every building on our street. Uh, Charlie whips back to Nim and acidly asks, does this, Nim, does this have anything to do with Lady Growlhund? Lady who? Lady Growlhund, G-R-A-L-H-U-N-D. My favorite part is, uh, of these podcasts is when Alex says any name and then Katie, it lunges for her phone immediately. Yeah, well, she's the one that remembers shit three episodes later. So, like, yeah, no, I've, I said it's my favorite part. Like, it's so great. It's helpful. I don't have to do work. Um, Charlie looks at you and sort of like sighs exasperately and says, Okay, so the other day at one of the nobles of our, you know, uh, she said she was friends with our patron. I, I don't believe her, but she came through and asked if she could buy a nimble right and i said obviously no and then i was like you know we only have the one and then she was like well what if you made more and i was like that's not a thing like there's only one so like you can see my concern cerulean describes the lady that she pulled out of the alley and brought into troll troll skull manor because she never gave me a name i don't believe gotcha no no different person not okay uh speaking of gareth would I know have any knowledge about nimble rights having come from a wizard village? They're a pretty they're a pretty niche brand of like tech and magic. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> I don't, Gareth, I don't think so. I, I okay. you know, you can correct me if if I'm wrong. Um, your wizarding village sounds sort of like a straight up and down like plain arcana. I don't know that you would come from the specific artificing background that this nimble right would have stemmed from uh yeah i i think if i want to come up with a specific type of wizard village i should come up with it now and not in a location and scenario <laughs> which it would be super handy actually no we i come from the nimble right wizard village it's actually yeah. crazy yeah they make them all where i'm from yeah um no because i wanted to see if i would have any knowledge of like because uh from my from Garyan real life understanding of nimble rights, they are built and then somebody kind of injects their magic brain into them to make them, you know, conscious. Sure. Still uh, stuck on injecting magic brain. It's so. like heroin, but better. Yeah, 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 basically. Bestie, there's nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's the episode title. Let's go. Welcome back to the Critically Stupid Podcast where we love drugs. Drugs, 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 drugs. drugs, drugs. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, Nim. You're never living that down, Anthony. Nim, I, I don't, listen, I don't claim to know a lot about nimble rights, but, uh, and feel free, correct me, stop me if I'm wrong, but somebody, a wizard of sorts, needs to uh, uh, activate you, for lack of a better term. Are you able to do that same magic activation of the nimble rights you create, or is that a third party? Do, 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 do. 
Hey, don't give him shit. I asked him a random off the fucking ball wall question. It's not gonna no, have an I, answer. We expect an answer. I love it. I no, that's a baller question. I just need to be careful with my answer because like I'm sowing seeds for future episodes. Mm. Okay. Gareth. Nim signs at Charlie, slow at first, hesitantly at first, but picking up speed as it gets into this story. Uh, and Charlie translates as these uh, multi-jointed fingers click and tap their story away. As opposed to non-multi-jointed yeah, I was fingers. I am like, do we not all have <laughs> multi-jointed fingers? You know, for a bunch of people whose lives reside in my hands, you give me a bunch of <laughs> fucking shit. Your multi-jointed I agree hands. with Alex and everything he just said. Thank oh, you, I'm... Anthony. Anthony lives. You all get swallowed by a hurricane. <laughs> Anthony stumbles upon like a million gold. Jokes on you. Letting me die in a hurricane is the nicest thing you could do. Charlie translates the story uh, and says, from Nim's perspective, I, I build them. He breathes life into them. I've never seen his face. I've never spoken to him in person. We always communicate through letters. But I build them and I leave the window open. And the next morning, they are me. That is the coolest most ominous shit i've ever heard nim thank you um i um nim do do you know after after he breathes life into them do you know what happens to them um nim gestures again uh and charlie translates and says they stay with me here for a while if I can control them. Sometimes he breathes too much life into them and they leave. Uh, when you say uh, they become me, I assume that means they just become moving like you. It's not a hive mind situation. You don't know where they all not are like, at all it's times. It's not like a Borg. Yeah, Nim, Nim nods. It's, it's not like a hive mind. It's just, you know, the the whatever Nim's expression of like, I don't suppose we have fantasy GPS trackers. <laughs> well, ask, uh, Nim, when when you when you make them, do you do you include anything so you know where they might end up? Is is there any way that we can find where they end up? Bessie, that is, I have built this entire episode around somebody asking that question and I'm so fucking happy it was you. Um, Nim holds up a finger to Charlie, sort of like forestalling the blistering stream of profanity and abradement that Charlie is, is throwing on this nimble right um, and scoots over to a drawer in this desk and opens it and pulls out what appears to be a fantasy ice cream scooper. Oh, hell yeah. It's it's tall it's like two two hilts um and like a like a clicking handle almost like a big lighter but but nim clicks it and a silver pole with a little cocktail umbrella pops up and whirs silently like the like the little like a little kitty like radar satellite situation Hell yeah. um and he and he and, and nim and, and nim puts it in both hands and holds it out to you okay i mean i would i would 
take it and, and um there's a beep so uh charlie a little bit of back and forth between nim and charlie and charlie says that is a uh apparently nim built this uh as a nimble right detector pretty pretty fucking glass if you ask me it's pretty cool it's uh it it it, it, it whirs if you're close and then it, if you're within 30 feet it beeps it, i assume <laughs> this is beeping then no is but it on within 30 feet of nim uh nim has built this to track the other ones okay only the other one excludes okay. his signature correct that was gonna be my next question i was like what, what is it some guy in a nimble right suit hey arnold hey oh i mean oh hey everyone uh oh this is so cool I we don't like to let arnold talk <laughs> <laughs> also I, i'm a big fan of how his disguise voice is just morty smith from rick and morty Listen. Oh, jeez, man. I'm drunk and depressed. What do you want from me? I went. I got. Title of Diana's autobiography. Do you have to steal my shtick? I'm drunk and depressed. I was We've like, already got drunk I, I have two choices. It is the do title I do, of my autobiography. Do I do Diana's voice or do I do Morty Smith? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to do mine. <laughs> no, so I mean, honestly, in this situation with the whirling, uh, Arnold would just be like, "Woo! Beep, beep, beep." <laughs> and be like let's go find these robots <laughs> hell yeah before you go um cerulean's gonna look at gareth and say into his brain did you find anything while you were i'm gonna message him yeah no but that was a metal as hell phrase and i'd love yes. to use that sort of like exclusively instead of like bullshit oh i use a spell i just want you to say i say into their brain <laughs> look at gareth and say did you find anything else out when you were poking around oh homeless man yeah, I did, but I'm not too keen to show it in front of the the uh, dragon over there or the robot. I'll show you when we get back to the manor. It might be learn? important. I don't know. It's not a drawing. Uh, yeah, I actually do ask um, Charlie. I was like, uh, hey, man, I was trying to go. Or, hey, uh, Charlie, I was trying to go to the bathroom earlier. And one of, I mean, I assume an employee real rough grab me by the grab me by the elbow i kind of describe um the terrell to him yeah terrell olarson you kind of snitched you do i did kind of snitch actually i don't like that let's take that back i don't like <laughs> that snitch. we're rescinding I mean, that <clears throat> I, no All i right. support the rescind because it's not really your like i don't feel your character would be a snitch. no you gareth isn't a snitch gareth get, give me a clean cut of it what do you tell charlie uh hey hey charlie uh, I'm hearing a lot of word on the street on one of the various ones I live on. Uh, <laughs> have you have you heard of a, a, a I like pretend to like forget the name of uh, Romalia. Uh, I did actually forget the name for real. Haven though. Tree. Haven Tree, uh, but you should uh, say Haven Bush. Yeah, uh, Romalia uh, uh, Haven should he, Bush. Should he say that? <clears throat> he said it. Uh, Charlie says. Uh, you see Charlie's eyes light up and they say, oh, yeah, I've met Lady Haventree. Tree, Haventree, I think is what you mean. Uh, they were at, She was at a function that uh, Lord Neverember threw here. Like I was invited because like this is our temple. Um, but like it was all like a, a bunch of muckety mucks. Um, she seemed nice. 
I no, guess. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I was invited too, but I did like they seem stupid. Yeah, you seem like somebody that merited an invitation. <laughs> this completely over Gareth. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> Th- thanks, Charlie. I appreciate that. Um and and Charlie just said that they met at a function within the temple. Yes, that, so that, that Rainier, Rainier threw. Ever- I'm sorry, what is uh, Rainier Neverember's connection to the house of the Inspired Hands? Uh, Rainier Neverember, as of two and a half weeks ago, is our newest patron. Uh, I don't love it, but you guys understand we're a public temple that offers food and shelter to people who need it. We need donations and money. That happens in the form of patrons uh, through generous nobles and nobility through the city. And Lord Neverember approached us a few weeks back with an offer that we couldn't refuse. So he's our patron. So why don't you like that? Because generally I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tinker like you, you know, I'm, I'm, I like, I like greasing it. I like working on stuff and I don't love feeling like I need to politic up to people Mm -hmm. and like, you know, I'm just here to build shit. Are you, are you expected to give something in return to your patrons or, or to Rainier specifically? Uh, he hasn't asked us for anything yet, but in the, in history, it's been known that, you know, like the, the, the temple will build custom machines or, or something that our patron asked us to work for. Our previous patron asked us for uh, that. You, you, I don't know if you saw in the hall there that the Delver the big lobster looking thing with the black glass cockpit. She asked us for that, but then she, I guess, ran out of funds. So yeah, we, we've been, known, we've been known to make stuff for people before Lord never ember hasn't asked us to make shit for him yet, but that's cool. Cause like I'm working on my own shit and it's cooler than his. So this could be just a total hypothetical, but uh, he isn't, he isn't asking for nimble rights, is he? No, no. The only person that's asked for a nimble ride is Lady Growlhund, which, like, the more I say it, the weirder that sounds, because, like, nobody's ever asked over about Nim before, and then she just showed up, like, two days ago and, like, asked for one. That's super two, weird. Two days it's, ago. It's so weird. Okay, and I don't have any knowledge of Lady Growlhund. No, that's a, that's a name foreign to all of you. Almost like it's made up. Um... Okay, well, it's in my book, so like, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, okay, someone made it up at some point. Okay, yeah, Matt, Chris Perkins, and Michelle Carter made it up, but like, and the other two that you can never remember the names of: Chris Perkins, Michelle Carter, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, and Kim Mohan. And I only say that because I had to record the mid roll before we started recording, so don't give me that much credit. It's also on my one sheet here. All right, <clears throat> Kim, why don't you have a face like the other one that I've seen? I saw another one that looks just like you. You can't it's- just ask people why they don't have you faces. Don't have a drawn on face, and the only uh, Arnold Nim, advan- Nim advances towards you so fast that you don't actually see its legs move and it reaches over its skull and peels back its black glass face and you see a pair of burning red cogs that look almost aflame as they seethe in a face completely in motion of like cracked cogs and broken bits of machinery 
Hell yeah. He tries to kill you. I'm not stepping. I just immediately time. just said like, I must paint you. <laughs> <laughs> like one of my French like, girls. Like I want to paint you one of my French girls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it closes its black glass mask and steps backwards. I look at Nim and I say, "Do you, do you want a face?" It shakes its head. Okay. And then and then mimes mimes the smiley face on its own face. Oh, that's cute. Do you want a smiley face on your face? I think he just said that he is happy. He doesn't need to look happy. Title of sure. my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm not happy, guys. That was a lie. Title of um, someone else's biography. All right. So I will say, as we break this scene, you guys have an important choice ahead of you, a fork in the road. Um, you can pursue uh, La- Lady Growlhund and, and whatever nimble right rumor that this person came and asked about, or you can take a look at Gareth's thing, which we can do in this episode. I like, stare at Gareth's right. thing. Like, I just, like, look it's, right at you. What? You're doing it. Yo. Talk about best friends. Yeah, let's go. No consent <laughs> asked for or given. Maybe I should have been more careful with the holes I was putting in my cloak. <laughs> <laughs> should have been a little more discerning with those scissors. Um, I... Personally, I vote. Fuck, I don't know how to word this now. I vote carrots thing. Fuck me. I I also vote I, I vote a piece of paper. Like I vote that we go for Gareth's thing as well. Yes. That's, yeah. I I vote that we investigate the piece of paper that was handed to Gareth. You want to investigate? want to go so, after Gareth's junk, just like the rest of us. We get it. Let's let's say this. Let's say this. Um, you have all exited the house of inspired hands. You're standing in the courtyard. Um, the sun is setting over Mount Waterdeep with the, where the with the castle, uh, and and the evening is sort of like coming to a close. Um, oh yeah, Gareth, just, the the homeless man is like, all right, I'm just gonna like leave with these people. <laughs> We've adopted him. So I vote. I think we're all agree that we're going to the morgue, right? So. Um, what about Are that we... piece of paper that you can't? I, I, I assume we're past reasonable. like the gate of the temple. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The street. So, um, uh, Gareth, like, oh yeah, uh, someone grabbed me real rough, like, and gave me this piece of paper as as long as going well some <clears throat> intense eye contact and a memory I'll never forget. Um, and he hands the paper to Mel. Like, I'm not gonna have much use of this, so if there's money in it, let me know. What does the piece of paper say? Uh, Mel, you unfurl you unfurl this piece of paper. <clears throat> you see words printed in very careful, intentional lines. Uh, and right at the top of the scroll, as you unroll it, you see, speak with the dead. And you Is open to see... Like home? You open to see a spell scroll. Fuck yeah. Yeah.